Hi and welcome to the Thriving Abroad Together podcast series and the next episode in this series, episode 11. I'm Louise Wilde, your host for these conversations and I'm really pleased to welcome you to this one today. So this is part of the Thriving Abroad Together series created to support expats and internationally mobile people who are facing extraordinary times as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. In this series, I'm speaking to a range of amazing professionals who've got perspectives, insight and advice to share that I hope will support you and your loved ones through this challenging time. For each episode, I've created show notes that record the key points of the conversations with links to the resources discussed during our conversation and you can download those by going to thrivingabroad.com and looking for the episode there. In this case you'll look for episode 11 in the Thriving Abroad Together series. And while you're there, why not sign up to receive the Thriving Abroad newsletter and then never miss an episode or another show note download. Now, in this episode, I'm really pleased to welcome Joe Parfit. Joe is a writer and publisher and has published 32 books of her own and mentored over 300 new authors. In this conversation, we talk about why writing is so helpful in challenging times, helping us to process our experiences, whether we choose to share it with the world or keep it to ourselves. And Joe provides her tips and advice for getting started. I really hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello, Joe, and welcome to the Thriving Ball podcast. It's great to have you joining us today. Nice to see you, Louise. Uh, it's lovely that we get together um, to have this conversation. Sad that it is under these conditions and this situation. Um, now, Joe, you're in the Netherlands. Yep. Are you in, Amster- in Amsterdam? No, I'm in the Hague. Hague. Mm. In the Hague, right. Okay. So tell us a little bit about how things are for you in the Hague at, at the moment. Well, we have a lovely blue sky. Um, we are not Good. on total lockdown, so we are able to go out and have walks and we're not supposed to go more than two kilometers from our front door for exercising though they're not stopping people going on bicycles and people are walking their dogs and the parks are all open mind you it's impossible to lock them up so it's it's actually not too bad and we've still got public transport running so i can see trams and buses going past and people are they're they're not very full but we do have that going which is quite good but it is it is much much quieter and you can yeah. see the stars, but it's it's okay, really. But I live in a little a part of town with loads of shops, loads of food mm-hmm. food shops around, and I'm able to get everything I want on my own front door from my own front door. So I really am very lucky. That sounds great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, it's interesting to hear the difference in different cities, but I think on the whole, we're all heading towards yeah social. Um, distancing as we say and um yeah yeah and the shutdown of a lot of shops and office spaces and so on the same in the uk too yeah so really lovely that you're joining us today and to talk about writing um writing is your your speciality your expertise Mm. um so tell us a little bit about how you have you know how your business has evolved and and what you have created through writing Okay, well, I've been um, an expat for just over 30 years, and I've also been a writer for a similar amount of time. And I have always wanted a portable career. 
And so wherever we've lived in the world, which has been Dubai, Oman, Norway, Brunei, the UK, the Netherlands and Kuala Lumpur, and now I'm in the Netherlands, everywhere I've been, I've been able to keep my career alive. I have been able to work from home since forever. I have been able to do my work inside of cyberspace since um, probably 1996, I first got email. So it hasn't mattered at all where I am. And although I run a business and I talk to clients over the internet all the time, and so it doesn't matter where I am, I have always run a live local writer's circle wherever I am, which is free. Um, and if I didn't do that, I'd go mad because otherwise it's far too isolating being on my own. So I do write, but I also help other people to write. And um, I need I need that um, that personal connection as well. So th because of this mm -hmm. virus, I've ended up having to run my writer's circles online, which has been interesting because I've never opened them to people beyond the Netherlands before or beyond where I'm living. So that's been an interesting thing. So mm -hmm. um, I've written 32 books. The one that I'm most well known for is A Career in Your Suitcase, which came out, is now in its fourth edition. And mm -hmm. it's very much something that I used to know an awful lot about, but much less now, which is why the last edition was co-written by Colleen Reichrath-Smith, who is a careers consultant and much better for it, I must say. Um, the most recent book I wrote was called Monday Morning Emails, which was about um, being an expat, uh, living overseas and the, the truth of how incredibly tough it can be. And I co-wrote that with someone as well. So I've co-written a few books. I co-wrote that with Terry Ann Wilson, a Canadian, who'd been through sim very similar experience to me. Yeah, so um, that's me, really. I'm a writer. I help other people to write. And my business has evolved over time, really just getting more and more and more online, I suppose. And I'm incredibly lucky and privileged that I work from home. I've always worked from home. And... Um, not much has changed for me, really, except that I now have coffee with my husband, lunch with my husband, <laughs> make him a cup of tea in the afternoon, and I've got even less time to do my work. Snap. <laughs> yeah. We even had last week fighting over Zoom because my husband had never used Zoom for work. They use Skype business and he oh, right. doesn't get on with that. So he decided to try my Zoom and then took it over. And then we have every like, no, I need my Zoom. <laughs> They've now bought their own Zoom, so we're fine now. But um, great. Well, thank you for that overview. And I just have to say, you know, A Career in the Suit in Your Suitcase was a book that I, when I first, well, not the first time I lived abroad, but when I was in living in Madeira, just mm -hmm. after having my second child, I can remember sitting by the sea um, reading it there. I don't know which edition that was, but I mean, it, it inspired me to think about how I set up a location independent um, business in Korea. So yeah, fully recommend it's it. It's interesting how many people have been influenced by it. The first edition came out in 1998. It was the second book I'd ever self-published. I didn't use an editor, tut, tut, tut. It had mistakes <laughs> in it. I did my own design because I didn't realize how important it was to hire somebody else to do it. I paid somebody to design the cover and that was mm -hmm. it. And I did it all myself, but I sold out. And then I did it again in 2000 and then again in 2000 and 
2009 and then again in 2013 and it's evolved and evolved and evolved and I know it's helped an awful lot of people uh, which is which is quite wonderful really I feel very lucky and privileged to have been able to do that for people but (laughs) it it isn't my business anymore it was for a long time but it isn't anymore I just stick to writing I forgot to say I also run a publishing company but um I do anything to do with words, really. And I do yeah. keep changing my... I always say, I remember when I was teaching people how to have a portable career, I used to say that when you live overseas, it's not so much about changing your hat when you go from country to country and, and your lifestyle changes. It's more about tilting it. <laughs> I like that. I and like I, that. That's what I've done. Yeah. I'm constantly tilting my hat. Yeah. It's very similar, but just a little bit different depending on on what the market wants at the time yeah yeah, yeah. so reacting to the opportunities but knowing what your core strengths and yeah, yeah are fantastic okay so um you know, just picking up on the theme of monday morning emails so that was a it's a book it's a it's a great read um it's a book that i would say at times is quite raw because you're writing to each other about a range of experiences as you go through um mm-hmm life as expat life and all that it brings with it um, and I think kind of it links to what we want to talk about today because we want to talk about writing and why writing is such a powerful medium really for processing thoughts and um, reactions and of course we're all currently reacting to this new situation we find ourselves in with COVID-19 um, and so Thriving Abroad Together podcast series is all about supporting people through that and providing them with opportunities and ideas to help support and, and, and cope with the experience and we all do that in different ways but I really wanted to offer you know, writing and, and your expertise as, the, as an opportunity and an experience for people. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, writing from that perspective and how you found it helped you? Yes, well, um, Lewis Carroll, who wrote Alice in Wonderland, said, we write not to be understood, but to understand. Mm-hmm. And I think that is absolutely bang on, really. It's about you write yourself into clarity, Often you don't really know what you think. And it's only when you put your pen on the page and start writing that you manage to make sense of all the thoughts that go round and round your head. And I know that there are things that keep me awake in the middle of the night. And there are many counsellors and gurus and, and spiritual people who will say, if you wake up in the middle of the night with stuff going round your head, get a pen, write it down. Mm. Well, there's a lot of sense in that because it really does go from the tangle of, of emotions in your head to the page if you write things down. But as I've just said, along the way, in, you, write your, you write your way into understanding. And I think that is incredibly helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, you also, it also really helps to heal. Now, I am not a psychotherapist, so I can't, I can't claim any qualifications there. But what I do know is that There was a study done in 2012 by Brigham York University in the States, and they proved that if you share negative emotions, it lessens them. It lessens the impact of that emotion if you share. And they worked out that whether you shared those emotions with the page or with somebody else, it didn't make any difference. You could, it was still really helpful to put it on the page. Now, what they proved was that if you shared with somebody else, that helps you even more. 
but you could sh- if you shared it by writing it down for yourself that was helpful share it by writing it down and then somebody else reading that that is even more helpful read it out loud to a group of people who hit, listen they don't even have to comment and that is even mm-hmm. more helpful and then th- so that will lessen the negative emotions but at the same time if you write about something positive Sharing it with the page makes it more positive. Sharing it with another person makes it even more positive. And sharing it with a group of people verbally makes it even more positive. So the mm-hmm. impact of being able to do that is really quite something. But there are, there are other reasons why I think that, that writing this honest account of what we've been through in our lives is so important. Um, I want to record things for posterity. I want to record things for me and for my family. And it's amazing how productive I feel I've been when I write down an account of something that's happened to me. I may never share that with anybody, Mm. but there is an incredible release to doing it. It really is very interesting. I have a client at the moment who I'm working with and she wanted to work with me and just ask me to look at all the bits and pieces she writes. And so sometimes they're poems, sometimes they're musings. And she says, and I know this is going to sound like I'm blowing my own trumpet, but it's not about me. It's about this act of writing something down and sharing it. She, mm-hmm. This woman is a very successful divorce lawyer. And she said that doing this with me, which is basically she's just accountable to me, is the most rewarding thing she's done in her life. So that's one of the reasons that writer's circles are so amazing because Mm -hmm. you're just sharing and you don't have to publish it. You don't have to do anything with it. You're just sharing with a safe space Mm. or a safe Mm -hmm. supportive group of people. So it is incredibly helpful. Um, But if I might just go on, I've written a few notes because there are some things I really want to share. A lot of people say to me, isn't writing about the stuff that's happened to me narcissistic and self-indulgent? And I say that if you write something that has a point, a reason for you doing it, then it's, much, it's not narcissistic. And there are four reasons for writing something that are, that are the point. Mm-hmm. To inspire others, to inform others, to support others, or entertain others. So inform, inspire, support, and entertain. And if your work is going to do one of those, then it is worthy of sharing. So I tend to think if I'm going to write something that I am going to publish on a blog or in an article or in a book, will it make my readers want to do or think something as a result that will hopefully improve their lives? Mm-hmm. in some way and it might just be something really 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 tiny like the like the Lewis Carroll quote we write not to be understood but to understand and then it has a reason for being there mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's what I truly believe but maybe yeah. I'm a narcissist <laughs> but, but I do believe that I really do and sharing is so important I mean you may know Louise you've known me quite a long time that my motto is sharing what I know to help others to grow and Mm -hmm. so that's another reason that I write it's just to share what I know Mm -hmm. and um, I I hope it does help people I I do write a blog I don't know how many people read it that isn't really the point for me it's I've written my way into clarity I've tried to make it useful to somebody else I try to fill it with insights and takeaways and then I share it. And then I don't have to think about it anymore and it's out. Yeah. And I yeah. find that very yeah. helpful. Yeah. Some people might think that's just agonizing and like 
pulling teeth. But for me, it just feels really productive. And all I have to do is this with my fingers. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think one thing to say for me, I, I find you know, writing can be painful for me, definitely, in terms of actually getting to a point where I feel I can share it. Hmm. Um, uh, but it, I, I think it's it's a skill as well. So it's something that, you know, I remember, I don't know who it was, somebody telling me that, um, oh, now I'm not going to remember his name, one of the big business marketing guru people. Um, anyway, if I remember, I'll put it in the show notes so people can find it, I will remember. But he writes a blog post every single day and not, not, necessarily because he's sharing it but because the skill develops over time he says your ability to express yourself develops over time so if it's it's a skill if you hone that skill then it becomes more useful and productive over time I guess so um and I certainly certainly find that so um so you write to understand yourself you write to inspire inform support entertain so for people who are listening today and thinking Okay, I know there's lots that's going around in my mind at the moment about this experience, or even I've spoken to other people who said that you know, the current crisis is actually also meaning that they're thinking back to other times in their lives where there have been similar events, or well, not similar because it's <laughs> probably not a similar one, but you know where they've been involved in in slightly I don't want to use the word traumatic, but you know challenging situations, and it's kind of brought them back to those. So, how can people use writing? Um, do you have any tips for them about how they might start this whole writing process and yeah. benefit from it? Yes, I do. Um, I thoroughly recommend the book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. I know many, many people have read it. I know lots of people know it, but it just endorses the fact that if you can write for 10 minutes a day, it is valuable and it can help you to examine your life. I, mm-hmm. It is very helpful. It's a great place to start. It only asks you to do 10 minutes a day and most people can probably manage that. Mm-hmm. The other book that I found incredibly helpful was Writing Down the Bones by Natalie Goldberg. And right mm-hmm. back at the beginning of my, let's call it my writing as a therapy journey, which actually I first began when I got the writer's way, the artist's way in 1994 I think it was I first got that Um, right back at the beginning I could just see the value in this 10 minutes a day and I have done it and I and I have I have found it so helpful and those books are right back at the beginning but they really are valuable there are now gazillions of books on these subjects Mm. but I do think that they have value I do think 10 minutes a day is really helpful I don't think it matters when you do it. I think it's just really helpful to put the pen on the paper and go. I think you need to look to trust yourself, or not trust yourself, trust that nobody will read it. Mm-hmm. And if you learn to write as if no one will read it, and you write for yourself, and you allow yourself to follow your thoughts, and know that grasshopper mind is great, it doesn't matter. When you start to learn to when you have the confidence in yourself to just follow your trains of thought you will find that your thoughts will become clearer you will find you have more clarity you will also find says she who has been doing this for decades that you manage to have another compartment open in your head 
where you are crafting what you're writing. And when mm -hmm. I'm doing this, and I, and I still do this at all my writer's circles, I find that although I'm, allow, I am, I'm allowing my thoughts to go wherever they want to go, but in this little other compartment in my head, I'm thinking, oh, let me try and wrap back to the beginning again when I get to the mm -hmm. end, when I get to the end of my 10 minutes. And I usually manage to do it I, mm -hmm. I, so, because the internal sensor, the, the internal sensor can say, that's rubbish, that's not grammatical. Oh, you don't really want to write about your great auntie Gladys. What if your mother reads it? That goes with practice. That does go and you think it doesn't actually matter mm -hmm. um, what, what you say. And, but this other part comes in, which is a, I think is a sort of useful sensor who helps you to craft along the way. But the, the, one of the incredible beauties of this is that the more you learn to trust your natural instincts for what you want to write and how you want to write, the more your real writer's voice will emerge. Mm -hmm. And Mary Carr, who wrote a, re a really excellent book called The Art of Memoir, Mary Carr's with a K, by the way, The, the Art of Memoir. She also has written three memoirs, The Liars Club, Lit and Cherry. And that woman, she believes that a good memoir hangs 100% on voice. And Mary Carr has a really unique voice. It's raw, it's harsh, she finishes sentences with prepositions, she breaks mm -hmm. grammatical rules, but it's hers. And mm -hmm. when, you're, when you have a strong natural voice, which will generally be the voice you use when you speak, so it shouldn't be difficult to do. It should, it's, what's difficult is allowing yourself to write as you speak and not try and mm -hmm. craft it. But mm -hmm. When you can do that, your voice will carry the reader and they won't actually care if you're writing about how to change the tire on a car because they're enjoying, some people are like that, <laughs> um, they are enjoying the way you write. And one brilliant example of that, I've just read two of his books, um, Ben Watt, who's half of everything but the girl, and the band, yeah. well, he's, mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't exist anymore, but it's my favourite band. He has just written two memoirs, and one is called Patient, which is about him nearly dying of a terrible disease that they just couldn't work out what it was. And the other one is called Romany and Tom, and it's about the, his parents' ageing and decline and death. And it sounds awful. <laughs> that man's voice is so fabulous. You mm -hmm. read anything he's written. And they're two horrid subjects, but God, I love those books. So if you read those and you read The Liars Club by Mary Carr, mm -hmm. You will start to believe that it's natural. It's your own voice that is absolutely key here. And this, by 10 minutes a day, you will find your voice. You will also find your voice if you are brave enough to start a writer's circle. Now, right now, I'm running some online writer's circles and some online speed writing live events. The speed writing live event is on a Friday and it's free. Um, and the writer's circles are actually full now, I'm afraid. But I have... I am proving to people who are perhaps lacking in some confidence that if somebody says to you, you will write about X for 10 minutes now, and they're accountable for 10 minutes, they will do it. And you know, mm -hmm. they'll write a thousand words sometimes. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And then they think, God, I can do this. And because they're put <laughs> on the spot and because they're not allowed to correct and because I've got the timer, their voice emerges.
Right. And you, it doesn't take very long. It sometimes takes one session for, for everybody who's listening, because we always share what we write in my writer's circles, for everybody who's listening to say, you are a poet. <laughs> well, that self-deprecating stuff you wrote about sex that is your voice keep on with that it doesn't really matter but you can tell because that's when we're all absolutely hooked by yes yeah. yeah and how interesting and that's probably when it's most at, it, at its most therapeutic because it's them understanding yes well, it can, it, of course, it is therapeutic. Depends what you're writing mm. about. You might mm. find your natural voice is actually that of writing a motorcycle maintenance man, manual, and that is absolutely fine. Mm. That was mm. how I started as a writer. I started, the first book I wrote was a cookbook, and then the next thirteen books I wrote were computer manuals. Okay. And I thought that was my voice because I I really do love nuts and what I call nuts and bolts books. And I love helping people write nuts and bolts books. So first mm. you do this, then you do that, then you mm. do this. Mm. Because I can, it, it's all about being able to see the big picture and see where things fit mm. into it. So mm. I do really love that. But the other side of the coin is that I'm also a poet. So oh, okay. I so the two, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you another tip. I did this with, I'm doing that with this with my writer's circle this week. And it's a... Um, it's quite a fun exercise. You find a poem that you really like or that speaks to you and mm -hmm. you rewrite it. So okay. you rewrite it using different words that fit the, that, that fit, um, the pattern. So for mm -hmm. example, the one we're doing this week, and I'll say it now because not many people will be affected by that, so it doesn't matter if they're listening to this. We're doing a poem called Today is Not a Day for Adultery. Right. by um, Roger McGough. Okay. And so you would rewrite it as something like, today is not a day for ham sandwiches. Mm -hmm. Or today is not a day for bar mitzvahs. Or today is not a day for a flummery, because you can't have a flummery because the funnels are shut, you know? <laughs> it doesn't really matter, but you, you do that. And then it you've, actually feels like a play. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, you just yeah. swap the odd word here and there. We, had, we were doing it yesterday with the group. We were falling about laughing. It is so funny <laughs> what you can do with these. So they don't, they don't have to be funny. One person wrote, today is not a day for rejoicing. And <laughs> that immediately... So that went down. Yeah. It's, it's a great thing to play with. It's like mm. a jigsaw mm. puzzling a new, a new version of something for yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because as you describe that, I feel my brain would be forced to go somewhere where it doesn't usually have to go in terms of creativity and yeah yeah and thinking about things in a just such a because I suppose a lot of what I write is quite logical and process orientated it's reporting on podcasts it's content for training so it it has a very clear purpose always um, and now you're saying well, talking about this I'm thinking actually there's a part of my brain that I'm almost feeling is underused here and that I should be Oh, I oh, not should, but it, it feels kind of difficult. I thought it would be really difficult to go there, but actually there might be a whole part, part of my brain that's not being utilised. Well, I think it's actually quite liberating because you realise you, it's not your job to write, to write a poem. All mm -hmm. you have to do is find another word that fits in that slot. Yes. And, yes. Um, and it teaches you rhythm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because yes. today is not a day for adultery you wouldn't change it to today is not a day for cheese yeah 
because that's only one syllable, so it doesn't mm. work. So it makes your mind work, but you haven't got to overwork because you've just got to fill those yeah. fill that yeah. gap in, fill those gaps. And it's a really useful lesson for scanning and rhythm. Yes, and to, yeah. to make you find a flow. I think mm-hmm. it's, I think it's really quite fun. <laughs> and I, I find funny things fun, I suppose. <laughs> And so if people were to start thinking about writing, so writing for themselves um, and for fun, but where else might it lead them? Where might it lead them? Well, it might lead them to discover where their voice is um, mm-hmm. and to, they might start to write poetry and then they might, as a result of that, start to realise that they enjoy it and it's a real release. Mm-hmm. The wonderful mm-hmm. thing about poetry is that you can... So if you if something really horrible has happened to you or traumatic in your mm. life and you know you need to write it down but you don't the wonderful thing about poetry is it's full of metaphor and simile so mm. you can mm-hmm. write something and you know exactly what you mean and in and because you know exactly what you mean it is very healing but somebody else reading it won't realize exactly what it's about mm. and yeah. that that can be very liberating Mm, um, so mm. it could go to poetry it could go to blogs of course if you discover that you you will really enjoy finding an insight in something that's happened to you then that is perfect for blogging and then that can help you develop as a writer and get used to writing to length writing to deadlines and it can also help you find an audience so if you mm-hmm. learn business mm-hmm. blogging can be very helpful there so it can certainly help you to get towards the thing you should be writing whether you want to write a novel or poetry or blogging or a cookbook, it doesn't really matter, but it can, it can really help to, to get you to the next stage. I think it's, it's like limbering up. It's like the warming up you do before you go for a run, if you go for a run. That you, it's, it's the, it exercises the muscles and it gets you thinking creatively. It gets you in the zone. Yeah. so i think that it's 10 minutes a day can be very helpful if you want to try it then try my speed writing live thing the other if you want to the other thing it might get you doing is something that people really right now you might have some time to do this which is to start writing down your stories your life stories from your Mm. family and that's something that i've been doing now for a year because i created this program called the life story jar and um, it's just helping people to write about their life stories. And you can go and have a trial of a free one from uh, thelifestoryjar.com and um, have a go and see for yourself. But it's, it's, that's, for some people, that would be the, so productive, particularly mm-hmm. somebody who's perhaps a bit older and just thinks, well, they, now they can actually sit down and write the stories of what their childhood was like. Mm -hmm. and as a result of this I've been it's made me talk to my mother and ask her about things and I found out about her the fact that she was evacuated during the war which I didn't know before and it's amazing yes yeah yeah somebody a little prod it's yeah um, you learn so much more about about people you probably spent decades living with you learn so much more about things Mm -hmm. things in there Pass and you start to understand who they are. Yeah, so I yeah. think that's quite a valuable thing. The other thing, if you're interested, is um, Kath, Kath Brew and I are creating what we call Muse Motivators, and they're free and they're going out on Instagram. And one went out today, so she puts them out. She's drawn to a story, 
and uh, oh, okay oh yes i've seen yes yeah yeah i just put one on facebook today mm. so they're just little <laughs> prompts to make you think well i if i don't know what to write for my 10 minutes i'll just look at one of these muse motivators it's about cups of tea i think today it doesn't actually <laughs> matter what it's about so that could be a useful thing mm. um mm. I write a monthly newsletter, which is free, which you can sign up from my website, joeparfit.com. And there's loads of tips and things in that. And that goes mm -hmm. out tomorrow. Um, and you'll also, if you want to get some free help on the Summertime Publishing website in the For Writers section, there's loads of free material that you can download, even a document on how to run a writer's circle. Fantastic. So we can see yeah, people listening to this from around the world, setting up writing circles around the world would be, I mean, but people have book, book clubs are abound, don't they, around the world? Yes, I mean, why not yeah. writer's circles? Then why not a writer's circle? I don't know what it is that, that makes people not do it. They might think that they're not good enough writers, but that is absolutely not true. Because the whole point of my, the way I run a writer's circle, and you can see how I run it from this free document, is that everybody shares. And when everybody shares, everybody comments. And you discover mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. everybody's a perfectly good critic. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's probably, I guess it's a bit like, yeah, it is that issue of sharing, isn't it? That, you know, do you, A, sharing your writing, but also whatever's behind that writing you're sharing. Um, a bit like, I don't know, if you're sharing on video for the first time and you've, you know, you're tentative and unsure about it. But, um, yeah, once you get started, suddenly that fear, I'm sure, falls away. Um, well it does but the thing about writer circles is that you end up you do end up sharing a lot and it ends up becoming this incredibly soulful group of people who care mm. about each other and I don't think I could cope without my writer circle it's where I find my soulmates it's right. where I find my friends and it's where you all, you know each other at a deeper level it's an incredibly rewarding thing being in a mm. writer circle mm. even mm. if you take away the writing but just because people do share but they don't dominate because they've only written for 10 minutes so they can only read what they've written so so it's it's all very it's very well balanced yeah that's a really good point really good point Great. Well, I think that's given people a lot of feed food for thought around writing, the benefits and how. And um, I will put all, well, I will collate those, all those links you've mentioned and quite a few and suggestions for books and resources um, on, on the blog at thrivingabroad.com. So go and have a look there for the interview with Joe Parfit and it will all be there. Um, and also a link to your speed writing event which yeah, if, if you it? see those you just go to my website joeparfit.com and you click on the tab called virtual events okay and okay. It's, it's done on zoom you just click and you can join and it's 5 p.m dutch time so that's 4 p.m uk time on a friday no need to register in advance you just just turn up and I set a task, I, put the, I share my screen and put the task on the screen. So if somebody arrives late, it's there on the screen. They write and then, and then they share. And we've got people from all over the world. And you don't have to share. That's the other thing I didn't say. You don't, nobody is ever forced to share. Okay. It, it, okay. You, you know, never. But if you want to share, you will really gain. Then again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Ooh, am I brave enough to put that in my diary and join you on Friday? Because <laughs> you don't have to come every time. It's just every, it's no. just during this 
this current period I'm just mm. doing and also on Thursday I don't know when this is going out but Thursday at two I'm interviewing Tom Evans about getting over writer's block oh okay okay so probably this will go out after you've done that interview but presumably people can access that interview from yes I'll put somewhere. the interview on my yeah. blog yeah yeah, 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 on your blog. So again, look at the blog at joeparfit.com. Yeah, joeparfit.com, yes. Okay, brilliant. Well, I think that has provided a lot of food for thought, so thank you very much. I hope so. I really hope I've given somebody some food for thought and somebody will dare to pick up the pen. <laughs> yes, I'm sure, I'm sure. And I, you know, I would just say that sometimes I sit down to write for 10 minutes in the morning and I did that this morning actually for some unknown reason. I just suddenly, perhaps it was the connection knowing I was going to speak to you, not that I consciously thought of that, but I did write for 10 minutes and I've been in a very positive mood all day. And yesterday I was in a right old funk. So yeah, I don't know whether I put that down to writing, but I think it certainly helps in some way. Well, the next thing you can do is rewrite today is not a day for adultery and that'll see if you can write a funny version <laughs> yes. it's got the rude word in it it's something you could do with your kids <laughs> <laughs> actually not a bad idea and also actually just thinking about that you know encouraging kids to write perhaps a bit as well yeah absolutely. don't need to share i mean i live with two teens so i think that might be quite a cathartic thing for them to do because so much of their writing is academic I don't think there's a huge amount that is actually written just in free flow from mm, mm. the heart. So perhaps a great opportunity for them to do that too. So thank you, Jo. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. 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 And thank you so much for listening. Remember, go to thrivingabroad.com to access the show notes. You can download them. Look for episode 11, the blog post there, and you'll see the download link about halfway through that blog post. I'll be back soon with the next instalment. And if I can be of any support to you through your expat journey, then email me, louise at louisewells.com. I'm always really keen to hear from anyone who's listened to these podcasts. So just drop me a note to say hi. Um, And if you've got any suggestions for this podcast for future episodes, then I'd really love to hear your ideas. Wherever this podcast finds you in the world, please stay safe and well. Bye-bye for now.